0: Seven hundred one podcast edition of the morning reboot. We'll uh, we'll do it like a Friday show because he wants to go back to bed. Good morning, my oh, friend.
1: Good morning. I can't. I mean, I'm gonna go back to bed, but I gotta get back up at eleven anyway. So
0: you got work today?
1: Unfortunately, I do. Someone called off, but you mm. know, it's the life.
0: Uh, it's seven hundred two. Uh, Tuesday, June 9th. Welcome to the podcast edition of the morning reboot. I think I've already said all that stuff already. That's okay. I'm just reminding you where you are. Um, Jeffy McGee will be by later. And any any guesses what the theme for the trailer game will be today?
1: What is it? Is it
0: gay themed? I don't know. Wow. Uh, African American filmmakers.
1: So. John Singleton.
0: Perhaps. Are we going to get that Tyrese movie on there that I never know the name of? What? <laughs> Baby, Baby Boy? Yeah. Oh, that movie's so awful. but people <laughs> love it. Ugh. Oh, God. That also means Tyler Perry movies. Ugh.
1: Man, it's only Tyler Perry movies. And Jordan Peele. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we're naming There's them not all. that many of us. I hate to say it.
0: Ryan Coogler. So Creed and Black Panther. Oh, he's black? Yeah. I know he was black. My yeah. bad, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we we, we have a lot to. I, I came in this morning thinking there's not going to be much to talk about, but there is. Um, let me ask you an an un, um, since you're an unemployment expert, may I ask you a question? Yes. I received one of the. Uh, they're very aggressive with those emails, aren't they? Like, hey, check your inbox, check your they're inbox. So an-
1: they're so annoying. Like, you have you you have a new message that may need a response. I'm yeah. just saying, like, and you go there, and you're like, oh, bitch, you could have put this in the email. I'd have to go to the website.
0: So I went to the website, and it approved me for, like, X amount of dollars. I don't have to do anything else, even though it says, action by 629. That don't mean shit. Okay. <laughs> it right. really
1: don't Like honestly like Yeah like I don't, I'm kind of nervous And I think I have to get back on it Starting next week So cause like we're fully staffed again But like with limited hours so Bottom of the totem pole But it's okay we'll get through this All right. It's probably yeah. what Auntie Janet was talking about yesterday I was like I feel great And then I got the schedule for next week I go oh shit
0: get that uh get that money that that you're uh you're short of that's fine Um, tis life i don't i don't want to spend too long on this but uh the the news including sadie's mom descended on our friend uh todd up in bedford yesterday so he ain't no friend of mine i i know i i obviously say that very uh sarcastically and cynically Uh, Let me give you some of this. We won't spend forever on it because it's it's pretty obvious, but he was he's being provocative and indignant. Listen to this.
1: Well, I could really care less. I mean, it's uh, it's i it wouldn't bother me one way or the
0: other. I mean, it's not it's not like a school board positions, a, a high paying job or anything else like that. That's Todd Bruning on how he says he would feel if people in Bedford Township recalled him from his position on the school board. He's under fire for posts on his social media page, posts including pictures with comments about black children or burning down a mosque. I asked him how he felt about students potentially reading these posts. I mean, if, if they get so
1: butthurt over memes that are a joke, just wait till they get out into the real world and see how life is. Uh. Get him out there. What a, what, what a douche there. What a ignorant asshole like actually hearing his voice ew i'm so irritated you know what we don't even got to go on any further i, I think I know the tone I know. of his voice his comments and, and a grown man who says but hurt." you have lost your argument sir yeah get we- the hell out of here bye I, yeah
0: it, look and you are i, I believe reflective of your community it's now again i'm not disappointed at at him and you should know your audience and the school board member should not be posting this stuff put it or or make your account private like i've also i've now extended my invitation beyond coffee i will show you where i get my memes and suggest the ones that you might be able to use and not wind up in this position but I thought the same thing as you. And again, you, you are like a like any Wait till like they get out in the real world. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works either. Todd, like any elected official, like Mayor Kapskavich is a reflection of our community. Nick is uh, Sam Meldon, and everyone else in city council. If, if you're elected by your community, you are a reflection of your community. Bedford, do you want to sound like this? If I live there, no, but I look, I'm a different person and and all of our tastes are are different. If Bedford is okay being with that as a reflection, fine. That's up to you, but Floyd, I 1000% agree with you. It's <laughs> what one an it, idiot. It's it's one thing to go to post these these questionable and really insensitive, ignorant memes. I think we all know where the line is, or most of us do. But again, that's subjective. And the line may be moving a little bit, or we're getting a little bit more aware. But as soon as I heard, butt hurt. And <laughs> I was out. I was hurt Butt hurt, and Jesus, and this is what the real world's like, I was out. I would never want that to be a reflection of me. That
1: is when he said this is what the real world is like this is someone who's never left this community okay i mean the backyard is not your real world todd i mean checking your mail isn't going out into the real world todd going to your gun store that you own is not the real world todd boy like i said i heard the word butthurt from a full-grown man and i was just like "Mm,
0: we're talking to a child we're done
1: what else is going on in the
0: world, Mr. Chase? <laughs> one absolute, one absolutely final thought: the real world quote is is not in good context here. How kids learn about the real world, how to prepare for it in school, is managing their day and their activities during and after school. Um, having a, a bad string of of tests or quizzes or, re- or reports and managing getting past that, and all the other things. That they learn under the roof of the school, not seeing your idiotic, ignorant memes. <laughs> Listen, and
1: also to wrap it up, when you say it's not like being on the school board is making a lot of money, then step your ass down, then right, because you feel some type of way. And so, and so, I, he that kudos to Emma, because I couldn't have done that interview. I probably wouldn't have done it anyway because I'm black. But I'm just saying, kudos to her because. I, I, I wear my feelings on my face. Like, I'm an eye roller, tongue smacker, and a face sire. So I would have been like, mm. did she do a face to face interview or was he on the phone? He uh, sounded really weird.
0: That was a, a Skype or a, a phone oh, okay. thing.
1: Oh, obviously, because is like, okay.
0: I think in her article, I think he said, like, hey, look, come talk to me. Come to the, come to the shop, to the gun shop. I would never go there because that's him. <laughs> oh, no. That's him trying to get home field advantage. But again, I am open to having coffee with Todd and we can go over memes. Nope. Um, I'm, I'm reluctant, but this seems like incredibly great news and I haven't seen it enough. Did you see this, this story from the who like world health organization? No. So all along, I think we've been on the same page and our desire to be cautious is hey, we could have the virus and you could pass it to your mom who is susceptible. You know, if my dad were to visit, we would feel awful if we unknowingly passed the virus asymptomatically to them. And then there's Donna and, Bar- Donna and Barry sharing a ventilator. Right. The WHO says yesterday that the spread of the virus has not been so much so because of asymptomatic people, which, if I'm reading that right, could darn well get us back to near normal?
1: I mean, any any sense of normalcy would work, because, yeah, I, I, okay. I'll, whenever they tell me it's okay, it's okay. But, you know, at this point, it's just every coronavirus story to me. It's just like, just tell me when I can start doing normal shit again.
0: I know, I know. And maybe that'll be baked into some of these articles, but I'm wonder, wondering how big of a story this will get, because this is a big deal. Like, we, we talked about it before. When you the, the reason we can be better with the flu is the symptoms are obvious, but with mm-hmm. this they weren't, and you could pass it to someone and they could become very ill. But if that's not really the case, according to this, you know the masks aren't as necessary anymore. Um, going everywhere and buying things in front of like hockey plexiglass is not necessary. So we have one anymore. hung
1: up at we have one hung up at Sephora. It's so pitiful. Really. Like- I know it's there for guidelines and stuff, but we walk around it and just hand people bags. Like I'ma take a picture of it today when I go in. I was like I just be like, what who is this saving? Who is this guarding a sneeze from? Yeah, it's it's pitiful. Well, it's so flimsy. Like you know, if one person sneezed on it, it would just fall over.
0: You know as well as I do, it's it's CYA stuff. Right. Um let me uh let me play something happy to put us in a good mood and we'll see if we call this thing the same song um uh yes i you're gonna echo here for a second hold on
1: congratulations to the class of 2020. now let's turn it up. Lizzo, doing the flute. I'm okay with that. But at first, I thought it was Tiffany Haddish till I heard the flute. <laughs> that's why I said, "Ugh, Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I was like, okay. I well, think... welcome back, Lizzo. Where you been, girl? I know. And that's what she does best, because she's a what? A, a, a
1: BBW, a beautiful woman.
0: Well, no, I think you're the first one. That, you told me all about her, but you also told me that she is, like, forget about all that. She's a professionally trained flutist. Yes. She is, yeah,
1: I, I don't know the professional interpreter. But yeah, she was in the band and in the orchestra. She is a all-around band nerd, and I love it.
0: So we're going to show her. I think we do a good job of not necessarily showing our age uh, in things that we talk about, but I will with this. Do you know, so I think that song, it, it's it's a graduation song. It played, it's graduation marches and things like that. I believe oh, I read it. And it's
1: just... It is just a repetitive song. Like if you have a long, like my graduation when I graduated was like there was like I would say like six hundred and seventy of us. That thing was on repeat for three freaking hours.
0: I think it's Ugh. called pomp and circumstance, and that's obviously like a turn of uh, turn of phrase these days. But I remember it for something else, and, te- and I, this dates me. And let's see, I I we don't. It's the Macho Man's. Uh, ring entrance theme song.
1: It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. with him and Miss Elizabeth walking down the aisle. I remember yes. that. Yes,
0: yeah. So we but dated ourselves it? to like mid to late '80s <laughs> uh, heyday of WWF wrestling stuff, right? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Makes you want a slim Jim at 7:14 in the morning.
0: Yeah, and it was. So I remember to go back to you that. Know he had
1: a rap album, right? Just so you know,
0: Macho Man did.
1: You, yep. Go, go ahead. Do your Apple Music. Do yourself a favor and go down that rabbit hole.
0: So, I remember. Let's see. I'm. That was when I was most into W into wrestling, and then maybe a little bit in the early two thousands. And it sounds like you were in the same time frame as well. So I remember his the the Hulk song. And, I am a real <laughs> American. That's yeah. my favorite entrance music. <laughs> and I don't I don't remember his entrance music, but I was the biggest Ultimate Warrior fan.
1: Oh, his was just chaotic. It was like da da, da 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 da. Yeah, it was just some weird guitar riff.
0: Do you remember? It didn't have
1: like a melody to it or anything.
0: Do you remember any other entrance themes?
1: I remember the Undertaker cuz it was like iconic. Um I do scary. remember the I remember the British Bulldogs because it's the um the Queen song. The, the actual Queen Elizabeth okay, okay. Um I remember Legion of Doom. They like, what a rush. I, Do you remember what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, um oh I can go down this all day long. I use I had um Kudos to my mom, so to my mom. She bought me like all the wrestling entrance t- tapes because okay. my my best friends when I first moved here, Nick and Tony, um, we used to play wrestling in the backyard, and I would always be the Undertaker because I thought he had the coolest entrance music behind Hulk Hogan. But yeah,
0: yeah. How about what one more? Because I feel like theirs was iconic, and like the Bushwhackers, the Bushwhackers. They <laughs> had theirs had a siren. Kind of, and they did the arm thing.
1: They did the arm thing and they did yeah. the weird face.
0: Yes, because they, they were some they pursed
1: their lips out.
0: They were weird dudes.
1: Yeah, they were like they were like they owned a gun store. That's what they look like. That's the best way to describe it. They had like yeah. four teeth.
0: Um, yeah, I figured when I heard that song and Lizzo doing it, the the beat was cool and it was neat to watch her, but it reminded me of the macho man entrance, so I wanted to yeah. throw that out there. I have a question about Saturday and I think I briefly mentioned it yesterday and we're talking old West end and, um, we talked about the, the unofficial festivaling and so two things there, one, there's old old West end security and I guess they were, they they were walking with a gun or something over the weekend. I'm surprised that the old West end would, would have something like that. So let me
1: tell you something. I love my neighborhood. I love that. I love my neighborhood but we got the most problematic white people in this neighborhood. If you are on the Old Weston Facebook page, which I had left because there were so many people. Do- well, I told you about the people that always complain about the black kids walking in the middle of the street at like three o'clock. Okay. I and mean, there's always like some person with a good conscience who's smart, who's like, hey, we live in the Scott School District along with Central Catholic. They're probably on their way home from school. Oh, it's it's a hot mess. Like, don't we like to preach that we're like this great community and this village. But as Chris Rock would say, there are some bad apples here. And there's a lot more than we care to, so to what say is, there is.
0: what? what's this security nonsense? So apparently
1: this, I saw this, um, our friend, we'll just call him Mr. Major. He <laughs> shared it and, um... I didn't really give too much into it because you know, I don't I'm not I'm not an extreme sympathizer. So like you know what I mean, I'm one of those people, I'm that black person. Like I do like to hear both sides, but like I have my own side. But like I actually read it and this isn't their first incident where like they've been patrolling like we are our own little compound. It's very like Waco, Texas, very cult. Like and I believe there's two patrol cars. I've only uh, ever seen one.
0: Yeah, it's very limited. It is just like one or two, and I and and there. I are think some... one's
1: an SUV because that's on. This was the first time I saw the actual car, but like they, they've never released anything to me. And I walk around the neighborhood, but like I've seen them patrolling. But I'm like, this is neighborhood block watch to a whole other level. I don't really know what they do. Like right. I've seen cars like that patrol like the mall parking lot, like. But what the hell are you actually going to do in a neighborhood? So first off, that's problematic to me. Secondly, they – I haven't seen the picture, but in the Old West End group, apparently they were on foot yeah, just walking around, and I think that's the bigger issue.
0: And some people, I think, thought that as the car was patrolling the streets – it might have been driving the same—it might have been following the protesters. Following
1: the protest. Yeah, yeah that's what and I heard.
0: But to your, po- to your point, like, I don't—the mall, it makes sense. Shopping centers, sure, there's the the, the security person in the white <laughs> right. vehicle. That isn't really going to do anything unless you, like, park sideways. Like, I don't I've, even think I've, they're armed. I, I, think, I think they might have been. No, I mean at the
1: of... security. I mean at the mall, sorry. We're, oh, no, no, no not oh, at all. These um, guys are full gun totem. I've seen the guns. Like, I don't, they, they are
0: loaded. I don't understand a neighborhood having private security. That's so strange. And they they do they, I've seen them drive up and down the
1: street. I pay it no attention because I'm just like, oh, okay. But like after seeing the post, I'm like, does West Toledo have like a neighborhood block right. watch patrol man? Does so, Sylvania? Like I I after that post came up, I was like, "Okay, and don't. Okay, it's cool if it's a private and like someone's paying for you, like just to secure the neighborhood. That's awesome. At least you're in a like marked vehicle that says security. However, the patrolling the street and just hanging out with a gun, like, what? It's like you're. It's kind of like you're looking for trouble.
0: I I know you mentioned that there are more people in the old West End that I wouldn't think would be there, but." More than anything, like the pervading reputation of the old West End is acceptance, inclusivity. Oh, we, we
1: have that. We do have that. Don't get me wrong.
0: Somebody, security, private security with a weapon walking around the neighborhood or driving around the neighborhood seems like the antithesis of the ethos and spirit of that neighborhood. It's so bizarre. I remember when I first moved here and like, I saw it
1: and like, I'm like, I'm on like, if the Old West End had, like, a state line, I'd be, like, on the state line. Like You know what I mean? Like, I'm in the Old West End, but, like, I could easily jump across the street and be considered in uptown Toledo. So that's, like, how I am. But, like, the first time I see them patrol, like, they were around, like, driving... I think they were, like, U-turning in the Zef Center. And I kind of was just like, oh, the Zef Center has security. That's cool. And then, oh, no. They were just U-turning to come back down the street. And I saw them drive past, like, maybe... Two or three times, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then someone added me to the old West End group, and then I put two and two together, and I was like, "Well, this is bizarre." But I don't really bother people, and I rarely see them. But it's it's definitely different and bizarre, and I don't understand how it's legal. But and I who pays? And who pays? For I just it? I just mind my own business. Like I legit go to work or go to my mom's house get out of my car and come in my apartment. So it, it's very bizarre. Like, I know exactly what post you're talking about, and I have seen them physically.
0: And who pays for it, too? Because it's not like you're... You it's pay, not like they're
1: doing it out the kindness of their heart, either.
0: Right. It's not like there's an old West End HOA, and <laughs> maybe that's what people should really be asking. But I was just surprised to see it. Um, I So I told you... I had a, had a dental appointment yesterday, and I told you that when I saw... Look, this is Karen, and I forget Karen's last name, uh, but she's not Karen from the memes. I feel like I've got to said, explain that now. It's so unfortunate. I know. <laughs> I feel I cuz I,
1: I have a black friend named Karen, and she's just like, really? I'm just like, you know what?
0: It'll pass. I get
1: it. I, it I just, that's exactly what I said. One day, I said, today it's Karen from Robbie Tammy. I said, just let it go, girl. Let it oh, go. <laughs> wait,
0: let me go back. Uh, I'll come back to Karen in, in one second, but as long as we're talking about names, I have it here. Um, there's a quote, I think, from, it's either from Emma's story or on NBC. It's from NBC24. Um, Going back to Todd. So obviously, Todd is a name, and if you look up Todd and cargo shorts, there's a great graphic. But so, these are different quotes 10 bc 24 All this is just another batch of snowflakes. This has already happened before, and Carl had to deal with it.
1: <gasps> no, not the original name.
0: Yeah, so... But to Karen, uh, Karen isn't an older Jewish lady, but I don't think she calls the manager for little ticky-tack things. Um, and I told you that when I saw a picture, she sent me a picture when Frankel first opened back up. She looked like a dental ninja. All I could see were her eyes.
1: Mhm. I need to get find a dentist too. Every time you guys talk about it, I'm just like, go see, damn, I need to go to one.
0: Go see Doctor Frankel. Um, yesterday was so that most doctors' office what they they have you call when when you arrive, and that's what their instructions were. But in fact, before I could even roll down my window, after I pulled in, someone was there to greet me and take my temperature and all that stuff. So they were they were really buttoned up yesterday. Go in, wash my hands, wait a couple of minutes, and then. Karen comes to get me. Or was it Jesse Pinkman? That's that's the character from Breaking Bad, right?
1: Oh, okay. I don't know.
0: I never um, seen it. I said that Karen looks like she's cooking meth. She said she preferred to be called a beekeeper. <laughs> because <laughs> and uh what's the uh oh god, what what's the the head from Futurama?
1: Oh, I know you're talking about I can't think of his name.
0: Yeah. She looked I know like you're talking about she looked like that, and I was laying down, and we were just chatting. but she was like getting all of her equipment ready, and I said, "I'm sorry, I can't look at you and not laugh, because it—it's it, <laughs> a lot." It, all the other uh, hygienists were were like, I saw Karen in the picture. You know, you can only see their eyes because they had they had some kind of headgear on and a mask, and all. And here's Karen. In a beekeeper suit. And she even had like a proton pack on her back to push air into this thing. It was incredible. That's
1: funny. That's how I feel when I go to Sephora. I was like, why am I dressed like a freaking nurse selling foundation? It's so, it's so annoying. I can't I can't imagine being legit in the medical profession. Like taking those extra precautions. Like actually wearing like a hazmat suit. Right. Just to clean someone's bicuspids.
0: Um, there, there's a laundry list of things for the zoo and I didn't realize it was this long and let me know if, and if you have I a I pro- read it and I was like, this is a lot. It, it is. And, but you know it's what? It's a lot. It's all little things. Um, these are all like things that we can get used to. It, I do wonder if people, if Carl and Todd are going to have a problem with this one. So you read the list, like, you got to use the Anthony Wayne Trail entrance. No splash pad, uh, no rides, um, no outside food. There's there's a lot of things that are easily manageable. Um, 2,500 people at a time. You got to get a reservation. And I do wonder, while you get your online reservation, like, does it go, like, two to four? Or can you stay in there as long as you want?
1: I don't know, like, I was, like, some of the stuff I was going through the list
0: Have you ever been in the polar
1: bear exhibit? Yeah It's, it's not social distance friendly Oh, yeah,
0: yeah where everybody's bunched uh, up looking at the animals Yeah, I was like, how You're is right. this
1: going to work? Like, like whoever that, they're obviously going to have to have an attendant Just be like, kind of like what we do, or what people do in retail Like, hey, we're at capacity, just we have to wait for someone to come out But, like, can you imagine that? Like not only having like a hostile parent who's like it's hot out here. Wait, why did I say that polar bears? But add like little Timmy and Kelly into the mix, like little kids who are just like my I want to like kids who don't really understand. It's going to be a task, but like like you said, it's manageable. Ooh, thoughts and prayers to those crew members at the Toledo Zoo. Thoughts and prayers.
0: I'm wondering if Carl and Todd will take issue with this. Face coverings will be mandatory for visitors over the age of two when entering buildings and interacting with staff. So does that mean if you go into like the lunch area or the zoo store, but does it also mean uh, the place where all the creepy insects are or the aviary or into the aquarium?
1: Just keep your damn mask on. We don't want it. Go, th- go through a drive
0: through pet exhibit.
1: Same experience, but you're in your
0: car. Safari's yeah, African uh Safari Wildlife is open. Um yeah. and it, it's that's, good Ooh.
1: Ooh, that's I didn't read that one.
0: Whoa. I didn't even pay
1: attention to that one. Maybe I was just skimming too fast, but okay.
0: No, wait. wait. oh that that uh the face coverings part? Yeah, I, I read yeah. it but I didn't know they had to keep it on. So I was like, ooh. Okay. Um I'm I'm I asked Peapod to come down here this morning. I need him to show me something, but I, I kinda hope he comes down now, uh, so we can storm in here, and I can ask you both how you're going to manage today's heat wave. It's going to be sticky and yucky out.
1: Well, it's going to be gross, and I am mad that I was nice and was like, "Yeah, I can come in today," but um, it'll be fine. It's the, tis the season, like when Elijah and I went to um, where the hell do we go on Saturday? Toledo. Sunday. Toledo, Toledo Spirits. Spirits. Yeah. We were sitting there. We're like, "Oh, this summer's been so hot." And we both went, "Damn, it's not even summer yet. It's still spring." Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll I'll suffer. It's fine. Yeah, I, it,
0: I, I'm starting to see all the people's posts whose air condition has broken. Air conditioner has broken. So, and you only find that out when you turn it on when you need it. Um, yeah, and it I'm makes th- a
1: stinky sound and noise.
0: Where it's just the clicking of the thing trying to go on. Uh huh. Um. Peapod, you saw his dog, right? Yes. And I do mean that. I like him a lot more now that he has a dog. He has, there's a new thing into the world of Peapod. And I want to get your thoughts on this and whether you'll dive into it. Uh, He and his wife have started the Pods cast. Oh, like, like, like a family podcast? Yeah.
1: Well, that's cute. To play on words, I get
0: yeah. it. Yeah, I got the uh the notification last night to like the page, and it was like something along like follow the adventures of your favorite vegetableized family.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That made me giggle. Yeah. They are.
0: Um. One last thing, uh, and then we can all uh, round up Jeffy. So it looks like of all the petitions and things people want now, the thing that we've always asked about might actually happen. There might be a bachelor or bachelorette. Of color, in the, oh. whenever they can get to the next season.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say we're going to get a raising Cane. finally. I was like, oh, okay. oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, oh really?
0: No, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but we've always asked for that, and we're always like, uh, how how come no one has ever called this out? When it's been so, I think obvious? people have,
1: but I think ABC's kind of just like, we'll get on it. But like that show has such a cult following, but. I, I bet you, I bet you, and this is not me being that person, if they do get a person of color who's a bachelor or bachelorette, it's going to have the lowest ratings ever. Really? I believe it. I believe it. It's possible. Unless they find someone who's, like, completely, like, amps it up, like the non-people of color bachelor or bachelorette. But, and I, and I know those personalities exist on all colors, but I'm just saying, like, they set a precedent. Like, I don't know any person of color who's kind of just like, oh, I really want to be the bachelor or bachelorette. But they do get some contestants, but they're never interesting. They're always the first ones to go in the first few
0: weeks. I, I'm... So do you think... I'm curious. Would, do you think it would be... The ratings would be lower because the person's not interesting or because of their skin color? It could be a combination of both. But, like, if you... If you we
1: need to get, like, a bachelor or bachelor expert. Like, when they do have, like, the people of color contestants on there, and that's not just black people, just so you know, that's when they have the, like, the Latinos and the Asians and all that stuff. Because um, they're considered people of color, too. I had to educate someone about that. Um, it just seems like they don't go above and beyond the Call of Duty. Like, no one, like, it seems like they are just on the show. Like, they're good TV for, like, the first few episodes, but then, like... They're not windmill ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're like going above and beyond the Call of Duty to be with Colton. (laughs) So "Eh." So we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, the personalities exist, they just haven't been showcased in the contestants when they're on.
0: Speculative theory. Maybe ABC finds people of color who don't have those over the top personalities. So the audience doesn't latch on to them, allowing the white people to proceed farther in the competition. Well, that well, then that would just be a, and it's crazy because Disney's so diverse. And stuff. I know, but you know what? I know
1: it. I'm interested. I'm
0: interested. It depends on who it means. Because, like, I have, su- I have a suggestion. For- Why? And maybe he just doesn't want to do it. Why can't they get Mike, the guy that Demi Lovato liked a lot?
1: Yeah, but wasn't he like boring? Like, wasn't he just charming? Like, that doesn't drive ratings. <laughs> how, how dare you just like, be a charming single guy? You know what mean? Like, like, oh, no, you I know what mean? Like, like he's not—he's charming. Like, even I watched because that was the—that was the season I tried to get into. But I was like, oh, he's charming, but he's just like—I get it. you. Got to be interesting too. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just now thinking and hoping that ABC. Didn't make a conscious decision to, to find less interesting or uninteresting people of color, so that the white people would advance. Because if I if I visualize like the core audience for that show, I would think that those people are rather accepting of any and all types of people. It's not like Carl won't tolerate um, you know an Asian uh, an interesting Asian girl. So I, I I hope it gets to this and find an interesting Mike because these people are well, out we- there. And it would be cool to actually see it, and because
1: that's a representation representation of America. Like, not only white, yeah. not only white influencers who are good looking are struggling to find love, quote unquote. Like, there is black people, and, Mexicans, and I, like there's a whole rainbow of cultures out there who are like hot and struggling to find love. Look at those dumb shows on Netflix.
0: So they're out there. I, I have a. I mean, we, we've all gotten very uncomfortable in the last couple of weeks. But what I'm about to say might be the most left-field statement anybody could possibly make in these times of strife we live in. Okay, are you ready? You might have to help me smooth this over. Oh, Lord. People who are not in the same race could still very well be attracted to one another.
1: <laughs> huh? Repeat that. That made me go crop time.
0: Huh? People not in the same race a a white girl, a white bachelor contestant, could be very attracted to a black can the black guy. It's possible. It really is. Bitch, do you walk around the world? Yes, it's true. I know. I know that. That's the other thing that, like, that's <laughs> if you th-
1: think if y'all think that honestly in this day and age that two different races can't fall in love, you can go hang out with Todd. Like. Come on now. That's the other People part of this. With that logic.
0: That's the other part of this discussion that I think that we're overlooking, or, or that they have overlooked in the past. Like, as I ask for a black or a person of color, bachelor or bachelorette, doesn't mean the rest of the contestants have to look just like that person. For no. In, can I give you a for instance? Uh, sure. Do you still follow? Bridget from Buckeye, even though she's in Atlanta now. Yes, I love her. She likes some and we talk every now and then. She only. posted something the other day. Like, she is stunningly gorgeous. And I, yeah, her and I interact. She's got a cute little dog. I'm so happy that she's, you know, moved there on a whim without a job and has been successful. <laughs> Floyd, she posted a picture the other day, and I about dropped my phone. I said, I'm not in love with you. You're in love with me. And she gave me a <laughs> Stop. Uh, so, like, and if you've ever, I, I always remember when uh, we would do uh, station events in the past, I was always so happy to see when people would come out, uh, like our trunk or treats or something. We have so many mixed couples here where we live. So, this is not Isn't some... it?
1: It's, well, it, you also got to keep in mind, as someone who is black, and my dating pool has been nothing but pretty much white men, but like. I am attracted to everyone. Like I genuinely am. And like people are just like, you only date white guys. Like, no, that's literally just what has fallen into my lap. No pun intended. But like it's it's so good to think that there are people out there who's willing to like me for my color and I can like someone else for their color. But like we exist. They exist and it's refreshing. This it's so refreshing to see an interracial couple out. And like it's even like it's just I work I work in the moth. so like I see everything and like they're genuinely more happier or in love and holding hands and I'm just like, damn, why can't like that be shown? Like, yeah, it's it's refreshing. It really is. And I hate that I have to say that it's refreshing in twenty twenty. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it should just be a thing. Like it's like the gays preach. Love is love. And it doesn't matter who you love or how you love. Just love who the hell you want to love. I'm not here to judge you on anything.
0: Hot, hot and attractive, nose no color. Un- unless you're a blithering, scathing Ugh. racist. I mean, you can look and go, wow, that person of X ethnicity is gorgeous. I mean, perfect example. Um, uh, Nick Jonas's wife. Priyanka? Yeah, like not when you think of traditional American woman. What's been the case? It's not her, although she is for many ways, but she is stunningly gorgeous. As long as you don't have some ingrained hate or bias, I think we can all go, that is a deeply attractive woman. And guess what?
1: And you could also say, Nick Jonas likes them dark girls because she is a person of color. That's an interracial relationship.
0: Yeah. Um, And Boom. uh, uh, I just asked Jeff to to join us. Did you did you see? Uh, Vinny sent me. a... Wow, that was really fast. Hi, Jeff. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? <sighs> How did you do that? Did you phase yourself here? Yeah.
2: No, no. I just happened to be you know, more or less ready as soon as I got the message from Eric. So I was just going ahead and be re- be ready and just go ahead and join the
0: conversation as quickly as possible. So. This is crazy Ooh. that uh, that I have to send you that link every week.
2: Yeah, it's just getting to the point where I'm just going to assume that I have to remind you, or you can remind yourself, every damn Tuesday morning, because it it just feels like, apparently the link expires after at least a few days or something like that, so you just have to really get get me ready whenever you can.
0: It's just you.
1: Hmm.
2: Great. <laughs> Apparently the system <laughs> my favorite
1: response ever.
2: Yeah, the, the system just hates me. And you know what? I'm used to that because I'm getting sick of being hassled no! about. <laughs> it's all good it's all good Uh, let's and I'm
0: getting an echo is there any way that we could correct that
2: I'm on my headset as usual so I can't understand why that's happening
0: let's start backwards I have a question we now know that movie theaters can open but they're unlikely to because they have nothing to show
2: uh, at this moment, anyway, I mean the the uh, basically as of Wednesday, as I understand it, pretty much the movie theaters are more than welcome to open up as long as they observe uh, regular parameters in terms of, like making sure that everything is available uh, for proper social distancing. A lot of places have installed like uh, plexiglass shields because it kind of has an old school feel to me because you remember back in the day when you would go up to the outside of a theater and there would be that shield between you and the cashier. Well, a lot of of theaters are doing that now with their internal stuff in order to provide a little bit more shielding and it's at the concession stand as well. But the problem is, is that right now, so many releases have been scaled back. So many things have been pushed back that i mean if you've noticed has anybody gone to a drive in yet has, has anybody said that a lot of these are of uh, movies that came out and are already available on VOD so it's hard to justify people coming out braving the uh, circumstances and uh, you know putting themselves in a potentially risky situation even with social distancing to uh, see a movie that they could see just as easily at home. Now, let me let me take yeah, a um, let me take
0: a quick poll here between Floyd and I. Does, si- does sitting in a car watching a movie seem comfortable?
1: Well, here's the thing, though. So, like, actually, to elaborate, what Jeff. Um, just said I was I've never been to a drive in but I was invited to go to one a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh, what's playing? And they're like Sonic in nineteen seventeen and said, Well I've already seen Sonic and I have no desire to see the other movie. Yeah. So no And I was like also if you have like Apple T V you can rent it for like three dollars nine. Mm-hmm.
2: And a lot of these places like the thing about uh, drive ins is that mo- even you know even though the idea is to encourage people to stay in their cars, anybody who's ever been to a drive in knows that ninety percent of the time you know, people don't stay in their cars. They bring lawn chairs. They go outside and they sit. And so there's still you know that openness to the social mm-hmm. experiment. That ultimately a lot of these people are going to be still outdoors. And and uh, there's there's you know ways that they're trying to cut down on that and they're trying to make sure that people who are uh, using the concession stand and things like that uh, maybe there are instances where they get del- it delivered to them. But at the same time, it's just going to be it's going to be interesting and awkward until new product comes out that will actually draw people in now we're already starting to see that there are a few trailers that are specifically mentioning movies only in theaters on uh july 1st so that that will come but but i'm wondering if it will be something where a lot of theaters will just hold off until that's the opportunity and add in the fact that as i've said before with at least with uh, my theater chain what we've been you know told from the beginning that it's going to take a long time to get like at least a weeks worth of work to get us back up and running and and ready to go again because you have to Call in new product because all the product that was here earlier for concession stand is either it uh, is either spoiled or anything like that. So you have to order all new stuff. You have to get yourself cleaned and ready to go. And so and that takes time. Jeff, so, how,
0: how much more stale can those chips get?
2: <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, the last day that it, it was kind of hilarious, the last day that we were open and uh, we were uh, you know, cleaning out and getting ready for the shutdown. Everything that was available at the concession stand was put up for the employees to just grab whatever they wanted because it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going to be, be saleable, so we just got to take home anything we, we were up for. So that was that was kind of a nice touch on the last day. That
0: nacho cheese that they put on those stale chips will be the last thing to to survive Armageddon as well.
2: Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> So, but um, in the interest of uh, this week, and I, I you know, I thought about that this would be a, a cool little thing to do this week, uh, considering that uh, in the spirit of Blackout Tuesday from last week, uh, this week's trailer game. And indeed, this week's whole segment is going to be spotlighting African-American directors. Now, these are all iconic films made by black filmmakers. And I've also tried to arrange it so I can tell you exactly where you can see all of them, whether you have to rent them on demand or whether they're available through a streaming service. And also spotlight some other films that they've made. So we're going to do our you know, do our part to put a spotlight on some awesome and iconic African-American filmmakers here. Um, and uh, No so, pressure like, for the black no, guy. No, I, I'm looking at it more from the perspective that Floyd. There's <laughs> pressure in that, you know, for the first time in the year 2020, you are on a losing streak. You have lost two I know, weeks in a row. I yeah. <laughs> so, so this is this is not more pressure on you know yourself, your own expertise that is is uh, unfortunately not been quite up to snuff over the last few weeks. So we're going to try and uh. see if we can get you on track here as we look at number one on the list, please, good sir, Eric. My son, Floyd. is your time. Go ahead, Floyd. That's John Panther. Say it again. Is that Black Panther? That is Black Panther. Very well done, Floyd. Eric, I thought that would be your gimme.
0: <laughs> I didn't hear recog- an immediately recognizable voice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but
1: that, that was Andrew Bassett's voice. <laughs> I,
0: I know, I know. I, I wasn't expecting that part of the trailer. <laughs> All right, so...
2: Well, it opens with like a 30 seconds bit of of uh, white guy talking. So all things considered, I wanted to get right to the to the heart of the matter. Thank you. But uh, that was directed by Ryan Coogler, who is a very successful and very prolific African American director, as we speak. Uh, if you wanted to see Black Panther, here's a big shock: you can see that on Disney Plus, of course. Uh, and then if you want to check out his first movie, the movie that put him on the map, which is called Fruitvale Station, that is available on a service called Tubi, which is a free service. You can download that and watch that. It does come with ads, but it's still free. And uh, Krugler, if you didn't know, uh, it has a, a very full dance card. Not only did he also direct Creed, although he didn't do Creed 2, he also has Black Panther 2 and the long gestating Space Jam 2 coming up soon. So he has a lot of stuff on his plate coming up here. Uh, so. Can
0: we deduct Floyd's point because he didn't know Ryan Krugler was black? <laughs>
1: Hey, that he's I a didn't... black man like me. We don't have really black ecstatic <laughs> techniques. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd Anderson. Okay, yep, calm down. <laughs> All right.
2: So Floyd won. Eric, nothing. We go to number two on the list, please.
1: This is Los Angeles, gang capital of the nation. Eric. Floyd, just goes Eric. on and on. Go uh, ahead, Eric. That they don't know. Don't and uh, straight out of comedy. No, on that's
2: not straight out of comedy. That is Boys in the Hood by John. That Johnson. is Boys in the Hood. Very well done. Nineteen ninety one. That was directed by a very young John Singleton who I'm so for, glad. for who for Boys <laughs> in the Hood became the first African American director ever nominated for best director. It took until nineteen ninety one for that to happen. But uh Singleton, that movie's uh, depressing. Uh, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was an upbeat uh, film, but it, it was a Ooh. very, a very successful film for John Singleton, who would have a long and uh, fruitful career before, unfortunately, passing away just last year in 2019. But uh, he was a great filmmaker, and we miss him a lot. So we we
0: joke about him. God, this echo is killing. We joke about him and, and another one of his movies, Floyd. What is it? Baby, <laughs> baby <boy. laughs>
1: I forgot about baby. Boy. I... Hey, yeah, as you should, but you know who hasn't <laughs> forgotten about Baby Boy? Tyrese. Black women, <laughs> women love that movie. My mom and sister love that movie. Jody. Jody. That was the name of the movie, by the way.
2: Okay, apparently, I, by the way, I'm looking at the app here, and it says apparently that I can clean up Echo, can, I can cancel the Echo, but the problem is that I need to have the pro version of the software to do it. So, <laughs> Boy,
0: sorry. this program hates you. Wait, it, it works now, Jeff. Did we he lose left. Him? Jeff, are you back? I'm back, you Jeff. You said it works now. <laughs> like, no, he that, left. That's because sure. he's gone. Are you, back? are you back? Now I'm back, but apparently
2: the echo Dude. is back as well. But I, that yeah. wasn't me. I didn't click on anything, so I have no idea. Oh, well.
0: this, this This app hates, app hates you.
2: you. All right, but we'll try and make this as, I'll try and speak as little as possible, which for me is an impossibility.
0: It's not so- you. It's me. I'm echoing. <laughs>
2: Okay, I see. I All, right. Play All right. right, number three. Number three, please. Inciting large-scale arrests and sympathy marches. Eric! Go ahead, Eric. Selma! Remover. That what is I Selma. Very well done, Eric. That is Selma, uh, which is directed by Ava DuVernay, DuVernay, pardon me, who uh, also directed A Wrinkle in Time for Disney. Do you remember that one? That movie was
1: awful. <laughs> but I just it was, saw it two weeks ago.
2: But it was very significant because A Wrinkle in Time was actually the first film made by an African-American move in, move, woman ever to uh, make more than $100 million at the box office. Oh, so that really? was a big deal. So, But Eric, on the board. Yay! So uh, we go to number four on the list, please. Eric. Boy, go ahead. Boy, boy. Eric chef. by that, chef. Is chef. Oh, that is chef! That is Shaft. And that is the original How dare Shaft. How you? That, was, that is the original Shaft, damn it, from 1971. And I love talking about this particular gentleman because his name was Gordon Parks. And Gordon Parks was a filmmaker... Uh, but he was also—he had one of those lives that you dream about having because he was so incredibly accomplished at so much. He was a photographer. He was a musician. He was a writer. Uh, he became prominent in uh, the nineteen in the nineteen seventies for his photojournalism documenting uh, black poverty in the United States. I mean, he was a Renaissance man and he just, oh by the way, just happened to direct one of the most iconic African-American pieces of cinema of all time and basically launched the uh, black exploitation movement in the 1970s. It was it's just, he's one of those guys that did everything. So, all right, so Floyd and Eric tied it to a piece we go to number five, and I'm going to go ahead and say that you know, if you can get the exact one on this one, I will have you will have my utmost respect. Go ahead.
1: No matter who you are,
2: you're going to be marrying one of the most eligible bachelors in Atlanta. I love you.
1: There's always one. Eric,
2: thing. go ahead, Eric. I love sister. you, man. I'm Brian, nope. This his cousin family.
1: Medea! Oh,
2: no. oh, oh her. Oh. What should we do?
1: Before the his wanted. funeral,
2: Everything I'll before. give it's it. I'll give it to movie. you. I'll give it to you for the franchise. Yes, it is a Medea movie. It was the (laughs) second Medea movie, the most financially successful Medea movie. Nope, Uh, Medea's Family Reunion. So, that was the second one. I like Medea
1: Goes to Jail. Well, the thing about
2: the the interesting thing is that uh, you mentioned Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That was the only one of the series that Tyler Perry himself didn't direct. Obviously, he wrote it, but he did not direct the first one. The first one he actually directed was Medea's Family Reunion. And Tyler Perry, between all the movies that Tyler Perry has worked on, and you can't, you cannot deny the man is one of the most prolific and successful African-American directors out there. He is actually the second highest grossing black director of all time. We will get to the first later on in the segment. So, but Floyd on top with three, Eric with two. We go to number six on the list, please.
0: you have your cozy clothes?
1: Got that. Do they know I'm black?
0: Should
2: they?
1: You might want to... Eric!
2: Go ahead, Eric. Get out! Get out! That, out. that okay, is get out. out. Very well done. And that is directed, of course, by...
0: Uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele.
2: Peele. Jordan Peele. Uh, the, and uh, not only has he become an incredibly successful uh, name in American horror with the uh, uh, release of Us and also his involvement in the Twilight Zone uh, reboot, but he's also producing and writing a reboot of Candyman, which is scheduled to come out this coming September now. Um, I uh, what's interesting about that one is it's scheduled to be a sequel to the very first one. Has anybody ever seen either of the Candyman sequels? Of
0: course. Of course. <laughs> oh, sequels? No. Sequel?
2: No, the sequels. Yeah, the, the sequels you can kind of ignore now because it's it, this <laughs> new one is made to be just a sequel to the very first one. So, all right. So we have a tie score, and we're going to number seven on the list, please.
1: What's your name? I'm Little. No, that's the name of the slave masters who own your family. Floyd. You don't even know. Go ahead, Floyd. Who are you? He was a prisoner who set himself free. He was a follower it, who became.
0: Wait, it, a- uh, I, I think I know. No, uh, Eric. Eric. Well,
2: I will say that Floyd kind of forfeited his chance, but I'll give you one shot at this, Eric. No, no, uh, Eric can go. Roots. It up. That is not roots. Floyd. Floyd. It wasn't roots. It wasn't roots. Oh no! Then I'm wow. way off. Then, I will say that the name at the very beginning. He said, "What's your name?" Malcolm Little, but that wasn't. His oh, that's name. Malcolm X. That's Malcolm X. Very well Damn it, done. I love that movie too. <laughs> that was directed by Spike Lee back in 1992, <sighs> and that Spike Lee, so of good. course, good. Spike Lee, of course, has been one of the most prolific, successful, and just plain good filmmakers of the last uh, 30 years. And he finally won his first Oscar in 2018 and not even for directing. He won it for writing Black Klansman. So, uh, but it, but it finally took that long to finally honor
0: Spike Lee. So, but Um, Jeff to go back earlier in the spring and and Floyd, you might've seen it uh, during the Jordan documentary. Mike, it's got to be the shoes. (laughs) Indeed, Mr. Mars Lee. Mars Blackman. Yeah, Mr. Lee
2: kind of made his own mark on pop culture even further by becoming a pitchman, and he's still one of the most significant fans of the uh, uh, New York Knicks, which is weird considering how I think he's the only one at times. Right. So, right. 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 So, all right. So let's get to some uh, where you can find a lot of these things. As we mentioned, uh, uh, um, with uh, I can speak and think, just not at the same time. With Ryan Coogler and uh, his uh, B- Black Panther on Disney Plus, and Fruitvale Station on Tubi. John Singleton. If you want to watch Boys in the Hood, if you're subscribed to Showtime on Amazon, you can watch that movie. And also, if you want to see the the uh, follow-up that they made to that one, entitled Higher Learning, that's available if you're a Disney, uh, pardon me, a Direct TV subscriber. Um, I love that movie. Yep, uh, Ava Dvorne Selma uh, if you're a subscriber to FX now that is available on their catalog and A Wrinkle in Time naturally being a Disney flick is available on Disney Plus um, if you wanted to see the original Shaft Unfortunately, the only option you have there is to go ahead and rent it, but it's available from all the different <laughs> sources. And it, what's interesting about it is that the Shaft franchise, all, you know, not the sequels, but all three of the movies that were basically either reboots or sequels to the original Shaft, were all directed by prominent African-American filmmakers. The sequel uh, in 2000 was also directed by John Singleton. And the third one was directed by Another Man, who we will get to momentarily. Uh, Tyler Perry, his movies are all over the place. If you want to watch Medea's Family Reunion, apparently if you're a subscriber to the USA Network, you get uh, various... Things through streaming, and that is available through that. Uh, Medea's family reunion, and also if you want to see, you mentioned this one, uh, Floyd. I think. Uh, Why did I get married? Uh, yeah. That one. That one is on Direc- Direct TV if you're subscribed to that. Uh, Jordan Peele, if you want to see us, that is available with this newfangled service called HBO Max. So you want to check that out, you could be a subscriber to that if you're willing to part with 15 bucks a month. Uh, but if you want to see Get Out, which I, I adored that movie, by the way. If you've never seen that one, you really should get on that. That is available for rental. Uh, so you have to check that out at any miscellaneous streaming service you have. And uh, for Spike Lee... Uh, Malcolm X, aforementioned, is on Netflix. So you can check that out right now, available for viewing on Netflix. Ooh. And if you're a Black Klansman, if you're interested in seeing the, the one that finally got him as Oscar, that is on HBO Max as well. So if you're a new subscriber, you can find that one on there. And I want to give a shout-out to a few other uh, African-American filmmakers here. Uh, the Hughes Brothers... Uh, who made Menace to Society back in the mid uh, 90s? Uh, they, oh, I remember uh, they, that movie. Yep, yep. If you want to see that one, that's also available through rental, but also uh, there's a follow up to that one called Dead Presidents, is available through a streaming service called Hoopla. That movie scared me. <laughs> Uh, F. Gary Gray, who's a very prolific African-American filmmaker. And you mentioned one of the movies, Eric, that's yeah, Straight out of Compton. That's Straight out of Compton. If you want to see that one, that's available for rental. And But he also did. Here's, here's a stretch in terms of like tone and ability to master a bunch of different types of movies. He also directed the original Friday. And if you want to see that, you can watch that as a subscriber to the oh. USA Network. <laughs> also, Antoine Fuqua who uh, is a very prolific uh, action director. If you wanted to see, uh, he has done a lot of really good... a lot of really good, just straight-up mainstream action flicks. And one of the most successful and uh, recognizable is Training Day, which is uh, which is uh, from 2001 and was one of the movies that Denzel Washington won an Oscar for. He won mm-hmm. for Best Actor on that one. That's available through rental. But if you want to see another one that he made with Denzel Washington, The Equalizer, the first Equalizer movie, is available through DirecTV. And then through all this, I have not yet mentioned... The most financially successful African-American filmmaker of all, which is a gentleman by the name of Tim Story, who uh, Tim Story, his his films collectively have made almost a billion dollars at the box office. And you may not know the name outright, but you'll recognize the movies he's done because he was the guy behind the barbershop franchise.
1: Which which
2: you can watch on Showtime if you're an Amazon uh, subscriber to Showtime, you can watch that. Uh, Also, the Ride Along franchise was his, so and those are available through. Oh well, damn. damn. And. Uh, Thanks to the uh, influence er of the early days of Marvel films, he was also the first director to take a crack at the Fantastic Four franchise. He made that one and the sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and those are both also available for rental. So, uh, The more you know. know. Yep, Tim Story, the most financially successful African-American director of all time right now.
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: Yep,
2: so there's plenty of options for you out there if you want to check out some... Tremendous filmmakers who uh, don't quite get to do that they're deserved, in my humble opinion. So,
0: Jeff, thanks for uh, thanks for the time this week, and uh, we look forward to visiting you soon again at a theater.
2: Mm, hopefully, wow. keep our fingers crossed, and I'll keep you guys uh, updated as soon as I hear
1: anything. Okay. Th- thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon. Yep. Have a good one.
0: Bye. Uh As fitting, we tied.
1: That's fine, but I just want you to know that I am also a prolific African American director too. <laughs> But
0: and, and what they haven't d- been
1: released. Oh. They haven't been released yet. And, and <laughs> if
0: and if they were released, your mom would die on the spot, right?
1: Probably. They're somewhere floating in the cloud. Have you done anything <laughs> with your? Uh,
0: <laughs> have you done anything to uh, to to welcome your new brother or sister plant into the family with Tiana?
1: Oh, let me tell you about Miss Callie. So my sister and I went to Ollie's yesterday for the first time. I'm obsessed with that store, and I'm mad that no one's ever told me about it.
0: I never told you about Ollie's.
1: You said it was opening, but no one's ever like told me about it. Yeah, the one I on... lo-
0: it's like it's like
1: big lots, but like
0: Messier. People. Messier.
1: Oh yeah, bro. That store was a mess when I walked in. But yeah, the I found that... so much
0: stuff. Yeah, that one on Reynolds opened up like in the middle of the pandemic. Um and mm-hmm. then there's one up on Alexis. And I've been told right the website I go to for some Transformer stuff says so Ollie's buys the inventory of places that close that like like they'll buy when toys r us closed they'll buy leftover toys r us inventory and then they sell it for great uh, prices okay. so they do do that with a lot of stores and the, it's dirt cheap in there
1: yeah i would say um the my dietitian suggested some healthy bars for me to like to for like mm. meal substitutes yeah. and i found them yesterday randomly they're called kind bars or kindness yeah yeah, they were 99 cents for eight. I was like, what? Um, yeah. Yeah, so back to my mom's plant. So my sister and I were talking, and she was like, did you see mom got a new plant? I said, yeah, did you see mom named it? And she's like, yeah, why is she name it Callie? I said, I don't know. She's your mother. Ask her. But so then my mom sent us a text message. She goes, look at Miss Callie. I was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. She, and then she goes, her, oh, hold on. I got to read it verbatim. Because I was like, mom, you are taking this way too serious. Hold on. Uh, she was the last person I texted, so it should be right. There we go. Here we go. She said, I finally planted, planted Miss Callie. And my sister goes, oh, that's cute. And she goes, thanks. She looks real cute in her pot. I hope I don't kill her. <laughs> and I go, you probably will. And she sent me a mean emoji. I was like, I was like, girl, your plants literally only lasts a week. But she never gives up. That's my mom.
0: She looks real cute in the pot. Like, like Callie got she dressed looked- that way today.
1: Like my mom went to Babies R Us and bought right. her
0: an outfit. Um,
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, girl, we, get, a, get get your life together.
0: We got to wrap up so I can get my winner. Uh, what, are you, uh, what are you planning for the rest of today? Where I work and anything else? Um, I
1: just have to fill in for these, these lovely coworkers that keep calling off. We'll put it that way. I want to say a cuss word, but just in case they're listening. I respect everyone I work with. Wink, wink. Um, but no, um, I'm going to work, and then I get off at 7, and then try not to die of dehydration oh because
0: the day of doom is here. Yeah, it is warm. hopefully the air conditioning works just fine at Sephora so I will uh, I will text you later on. All right um, bye There it is. see you later.